0: Welcome to the One Broken Cog
1: Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog Podcast? Like DOC said in the 80s, no one can do it better. You know, happy employees are 13% more productive at work, yet only 41% of employees state that they are in fact happy. So the question is, why are so many people unhappy at work and in their personal lives? And what can be done to change it? Well, my guest today will be tackling this topic and he's none other than Vernon Brown. Now to give you some background on Vernon, he is the owner and founder of What's Your Happy LLC, a hands-on happiness coaching practice designed around an individual's true happiness and their mission is to help anyone in getting his or her life back on the right track. Now Vernon's teaching and practice are based on his conviction of understanding that life is always a work in progress that needs to be reviewed constantly. And his aim is to shift focus from past and negative thoughts to the future. Now, Vernon's work has touched the lives of hundreds of entrepreneurs who have doubled their business beyond six figures and has helped save countless personal relationships in the process. Now, while assisting clients to find and sustain their influence, presence, and happiness, he challenges businesses to think more expansively while maintaining their integrity, increased profits, and personal growth. Vernon, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to the One Broken Cog podcast.
0: Brian, I dig it. Thank you for that intro.
1: My pleasure, Vernon. It's great to have you on. It's always great to be around another happy person. I got to ask you, what makes you happy?
0: Man, I think one of the first things come to my mind is cooking. I love to cook. An odd one is, I'm going to guess for one, I'm going to give you two. Uh, the really odd one is going to a grocery store. I have this, <laughs> this love, and I don't need to buy anything. I just love going to the grocery store. And just looking around, I don't know why, well, I do know why, I just get inspired because I do a lot of traveling, you know, prior to COVID, you know, you'll travel to like Connecticut, like the what Kroger that's in Connecticut is very different than one that would it be in New York. So I don't know, just seeing different things and coming up with different uh, recipes.
1: That's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Now, I read somewhere, Vernon, that having sex three to four times a week leads to a 75% increase in happiness. Maybe that's something that uh, you take advantage of as well. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm just gonna let that one slip back through the cracks you know <laughs> it, 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 i'm i'm almost at a loss of words brian i'm amazed that you knew that stat so quickly
1: well you know it's cooking and sex have a lot in common you know they say that not knowing how to cook is like not knowing how to you know you can fill in the blank there so you know the fact that you love to huh. cook says it all vernon it says it all
0: man i like that i'm gonna use that thank you
1: Anytime, my friend, always bringing value. Now, Vernon, you had to overcome adversity during the first 20 years of your life, right? And it had a profound impact on you. And it really shaped who you are today, but it also started you on the path to launching your business and helping others with similar situations. I'd love for you to share with the audience what you had to deal with and how you were able to accomplish greatness in the face of such challenges.
0: Oh, well, too kind to say greatness. It's just, I I had to figure it out. You know, um, You know, I love this question. It's because oftentimes people, we look at someone and automatically assume we know their story, right? And so I always let people know, like an audience, it's, you know, I'm not what I've been through. And I'm really not, but I am one of three children. You know, I'm the middle child. I mean, take that as you will. Let's not make any too many judgments there. And, you know, it was just me and my sister, who's two years older, and my brother, who's nine years younger, we call him the oops baby. And it was just um, a single parent home. And like my mom, I mean, she worked so hard. She tried to do so many things, you know, to really get us ahead. But I mean, I gotta be real here, like it wasn't enough. Let's just say you gotta make $5 stretch for two to three weeks, which was a normal thing for us. So oftentimes, you know, we weren't smelling the best, weren't looking the best, weren't eating, you know, healthy foods. I was such an odd kid, right? Like this really read. who reads like medical journals? You know what I mean? Like, why are you doing that? And then it was, you know, I wasn't athletic, you know, I didn't get any athleticism until later in life, way later in life. And it was just, you know, hard, you know, being homeless and then you're getting made fun of, you're getting bullied. When I was eight years old, um, I came home from school and someone tried to kidnap me. And that was just all sorts of just what that does to your brain. And then, um, you know, just some of the, the decisions that my mom made and, you know, she made the best decisions based upon the information that she had. You know, I want to make sure I say that. And a lot of her boyfriends, they're all but one, you know, they thought it'd be a really great idea to treat us like punching bags and burn me with cigarettes and things like that. And, it, you know, it, it went that way for at least 10 years. You know, gosh, it was longer than that. Um, in, in terms of kind of trying to manage life and trying to figure out how to be cool and not fitting in with the girls. I mean, it was just, it was rough. It was rough. And I think the, the strata broke the camel's back for me was one day when, um, gosh, I was 13, you know the number kind of i forget i was 13 or 14 years old and i was driving right on the school bus and i see these papers floating by the window and i'm like what is this and i realized it was my artwork because i used to draw a lot and i was like what's going on i realized i was getting evicted again but this time the entire school knew that i was getting evicted so it it was it was just embarrassing on top of that so like, think physically you don't fit in you know socially you don't fit in uh, I was called the dumb one because my sister, you know, at the time was just so much smarter and they just told me I would never make it in life. They told me I would never be successful. And after that time, we got evicted, you know, you know, I lived, moved in with my grandmother, you know, cause we were homeless for some point, for some time. Um, when I was about 15, then when I finally lived with my grandmother and, you know, things took a turn in such a positive way. Uh, my dad came back into the picture, you know, he, he wasn't there when I was younger, but now me and my dad have a fantastic relationship. We talk every single day now. And it's been that way for at least 15 years. But then he came back into the picture and I was really doing better financially, meaning I could actually, you know, afford to have clean clothes. I could afford to have nice clothes and I could fit in. But mentally, I was not there yet. You know, just you go from not fitting in to all of a sudden like, hey, let's give him some new clothes. He can fit in. He can fit in. Right. But it just didn't stick. Um, and I, the, those guys, those people in school, you know, high school is a very challenging time for many people. And I can agree with that statement on so many levels because I tried to fit in, but I, I just couldn't. You know, you'll appreciate this. Uh, I tried to play football my senior year, and I was, you know, an awkward duck like I mentioned earlier. And they locked me in a locker the entire game. And it's just like, you, I just was tired of being the butt of people's, of like, life. I just felt like, wow, why is life doing this to me? And there's anything I've learned from, you know, my gift of long suffering is that the universe has, like, an amazing sense of humor. When I was 18, I was 5'10", 170 pounds, and I turned 20 years old. Well, 1920 in that summer, I shot up to 6'4", and I put on about 70 pounds over the next year. Of like good weight. And I kind of grew into myself. And that's where um that struggle goal definitely created just like this kind of, you know, part of my, you know, in all modesty here. Don't put kind of like this juggernaut, like I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna slow down. I'm gonna make sure I undo everything I went through when I was younger.
1: That's wonderful. I gotta tell you, and it's because of that background, now you have this beautiful confidence, but also this humility knowing where you came from, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Now, Vern, how did you find your happiness? You know, you had a great life. I know at one point you were even a cover model, right? So talk about yeah. a complete reversal of fortune from high school. How did you find your happiness and what impact did it have on your life?
0: I think when it comes to finding happy, I think for everybody, you know, listen, I think, in, you know, the kind of to preface this answer, I want to say that what makes you happy is universally different for you than it is for me. That's my practice is what you're happy, right? Because what makes me happy is not gonna make you happy and that's okay. But for me, um, even some people will say, well, why would you leave this acting and modeling? You were doing really great. I, I wasn't happy. It was cool to brag about. I mean, we, not even, I'm not even a bragger. It was cool in conversation, but that's not who I am. That's not what I was about. Even now it's just uncomfortable when I step on stage or take pictures. It's because I'm the guy that's behind the scenes. And to your point about how those struggles can kind of shape you and keep you humble, the humility is, how attractive are you when the lights are off? That's what matters more to me than anything. Nothing matters more than that, like, you know, with your character, how you show up, how you treat people. But for me, once uh, with acting and modeling, it was about two and a half, three years, and I had some amazing experiences, you know, you know working with Madonna, meeting, you know, Brendan Fraser, um, Don Cheadle, you know, Nicki Minaj, and just working with some amazing people it, it just didn't make me happy. It didn't. And so I just left it and I decided I want to do something that makes me happy. And I think that the kind of key ingredient here that, you know, the listeners should have and something I had is you got to get curious. You got to figure some things out. You got to test, test, test. Uh, marketers know this. You got to test to so figure out what's right. You got to test when you want to figure out, you know, what exactly is going to you up. And for myself, it was, I wanted to give back. I wanted to find out a way that I can use just a lot of the gifts that I got, you know, from being younger, growing up tough like that gave me a really, really sharp intuition. Like I'll see someone and i see, I mean, it only takes me a blink. And some of my friends kind of, it's one of my little parlor tricks. I'm like, I can see exactly what's going on. And so it's about how do you use it in a positive way that builds people up? That's not undiagnostic. That's not going to, you know, pathologize people, you know, telling someone that, you know, that whatever the diagnosis may be, and I'm not vilifying any diagnoses, I'm just explaining that people are more than the struggle that they're facing. And so how do you frame that in a way that makes it actionable? And so that's how I kind of found my happy. I just got curious.
1: I love that. That's wonderful. And it's funny because you can build true empathy because you literally have walked in your client's shoes, some of them, right?
0: Mm-hmm. A large number of the, the core of everything we're all human we all have bad days we all have good days some of us have different struggles but we all have we all have our story you know and that's why i learned so much from my clients i learned so, so much by the audiences when i talk to them because we all have so much in common you might not have been through the things i've gone through but you've been through a struggle you've had a great day you've had great relationships
1: no absolutely so vernon what led you to launch what's your happy
0: Oh God, I did not want to do this. Oh my God, I did not want to. When I got done um, modeling, went back to Richmond, I'm like, what am I gonna do? And I just, I wanted to do something where I was in more control. I wanted to do something where I wasn't gonna make people a lot of money, because I made people a lot of money. Because I was a bartender at one point, and you know, they, I built like a very successful brand based off who I was, but they also made a lot of money off of me. And they were acting in modeling, the same exact thing. You know, great times, but still, I wanted to be more control. So I got with a mentor, someone I still see to this day. I still talk to him about things because, you know, brilliant man, brilliant. And he saw more things in myself that I could see in myself at that time. And what he did was said, I, I told him, you know, the same things I'm saying to you here right now. Like I want to do something that made sense, something that connected with who I am, something that would just honestly make me a little uncomfortable. And he said, you should consider coaching. Anybody who knows me knows I cannot stand the term life coach. I'm like, I'm not a life coach. I'm not. I I don't know. And he said, once you get past that, does it sound like you? I said, absolutely not. At the time, I was 30. And I told him, um, what did I say? Uh, I told him, I was like, look, I'm not old enough. I was like, I'm not old enough to do this. And I said, I haven't lived enough life. And he got really quiet. And he just told me, like, Vernon, you live multiple lives already. And from there, I just really dug deep and gosh, I think it was within two months, I started What You're Happy and I was rolling. And I decided, um, excuse me, with happy, I was trying to think of what's something that's different, something that's me, you know, I don't care how skilled you are. If you don't have really good interpersonal skills, you don't know how to connect with people, it doesn't work. And I thought, look, it's not gonna work no matter what you do essentially, especially working with people. And I figured out what's something that's universal is happiness. We all have that in common.
1: No, we do. And I will say this you have a distinct advantage because all women have to do is just look at your picture and they're going to be happy right out of the gate. So um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I appreciate you saying that. Yeah,
1: for all the women out there listening, because we have a lot of them, trust me. Look at the podcast cover art. You will be happy. You're going to feel that smile just naturally appearing on your face. So you've got uh, one foot in the door right there, Vernon. Let me tell you that. Now, you know, Harvard performed an 80-year study, right? And they found that Mm -hmm. good relationships keep us happier and healthier, and loneliness leads to unhappiness. Are you kind of providing a platform for your clients to share so you can listen and provide feedback? Do you agree with that study?
0: I absolutely do agree with that study. Um, a big, um, another mentor of mine, he, you know, I love this quote. Um, he said, there's no man or woman greater than his or her environment. And, you know, to give an example, it's, you've got to make sure that you're protecting your environment because you are learning from that good or bad, or however you may define that you're learning from that. You got to protect your environment. And if you don't have one created, if you can't create one, jump on YouTube and watch videos, listen to podcasts, create an environment that, uh, that works for you.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, I know you go on record saying right now is the perfect time for entrepreneurs and business owners to double down during this time and not hold back. Explain this from your perspective.
0: Oh, man, this is a great question.
1: So at the
0: beginning of COVID, I saw, I mean, we were all, you know, scared, right? We didn't know. We were uncertain whether you believed it or didn't. We just knew there was a lot of changes going down that we weren't in control of, right? And I started noticing like a lot of like my colleagues in the different industries, they started playing small Like, well, no, we got to pull back. We got to scale this and scale that. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of spending that needed to be cut. Sure. Right. But it wasn't let's pull back so we can be more creative. It wasn't pull back so we can find a new way to kind of a different inception point into the marketplace. And, you know, even on a personal level, people were scaling back so much that they weren't talking to some people. They weren't trying to reach out and make new connections or work on themselves. And I was like, that's really odd. So while everyone else was getting scared, I was looking for what's the opportunity. Right. Because if something's changing, then you need to pay attention to the change so you can get ahead of it. And so from that, I created on Your Happiness. And this is going to place, um, the, 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 the class of course. Now, what I started noticing, is I was talking to some people and business owners about this. I'm like, hey, what's going on with your business? They stopped getting creative. Then they just started limiting themselves. And it just blew my mind. And I'm like, this is the time that we double down. If you want to start that business, if you want to try that new marketing um, tactic, if you want to go after a whole different industry, if you're in that particular area, if you want to work on yourself so you can be a better father, a better wife, a better, you know, uh, just partner all together, this is the time to double down on that. This is the time to invest in it because guess what? It's like, this is the perfect time to do it because if it doesn't work or you don't learn as much as you would like, you're still going to be better off than other people who are just sitting still doing nothing. And uh, I mean, I get the fear, I get the uncertainty, but you can't let that become your, your, you can't let that define your actions, right?
1: Right. No, absolutely. And I know that since February, your clients' businesses have grown. I mean, they've actually seen amazing profits. How do you think this is happening? Why do you think this is happening?
0: About their businesses growing? Yes. Well, it's, you know, I would never take claim for their work. I'm just, you know, I, I might give you a treasure map, but you got to dig, right? They still have to do work. Um, I I think a lot of it is paying attention and during all the chaos to see what's really being told and what's really being said, you know, because what can happen is the negativity will block your progress and you don't even realize it. You know, let me give you an example. And this might even be helpful for someone, um, you know, in the particular industry. Um, Brian, do I have time for a quick story?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Oh, Cool. So a guy reached out to me and this is how I kind of did my kind of case study was I opened up my schedule to anyone in the world, on all my social platforms, I said, any business owner that's having a tough time or anybody really is having a tough time. I'm going to spend 30 minutes with you and we're going to come up. You will walk out of there with a plan. You'll walk, walk off that call with something that is going to change if you implement it. And I made that claim. So I started talking to Gosh, I think I talked to 22 people in about two days, two or three days, or right for that week. And I heard all sorts of different you know, circumstances. Some were really tough, but they, they, we figured it out. Some people just needed to talk, but this one person in particular, he owned an audio and video company. And his biggest, biggest, biggest clients, so about 87, 80% of his business was universities and colleges. We all know, like, they shut down. So there's no lighting needed when no one's teaching anything at the school anymore. And this is the thing, this is back in, yeah, March, no, February, when we were really at the kind of at the infancy of understanding things. And when he came on a call, Brian, he was like, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't have any backup plans. And he's like, Oh my God, I'm freaking out. So I kind of got him calm and I got him thinking clearly. And he started to get riled back up and I'm listening to him and he's like, people are dying. And he was like, Oh my God. And you know, just just, oh. and then he mentioned people dying. And I like sat there and I'm like, he doesn't even see it. And so I'm listening to him and I just said, you know, cause oftentimes we gotta, we need to hear ourselves. And I said, people are dying. He said, yeah, people are dying. I said, people are dying. And he's like, yes, people are dying. Why do you keep saying that? And then he got really quiet and he just like kind of sat there. I can sit for, I'm like a cat. I can sit for hours. I don't need to talk. And I just sat there and I just looked at him and I said, with people dying, who's going to a funeral home? And he got, his eyes got huge like saucers. It hit him. The funerals homes need to be upgraded for to have some sort of audio video for funerals. So he wow. got off the call. And it wasn't, again, I mean, I'll give you the treasure map, or we can create a treasure map together, but you have to do the digging. I'm not trying to say it was this magical solution and everything was fine. It took him two good weeks of phone calls, two good weeks of making things happen over Zoom, but eventually he bounced back better than what he was prior. And now the colleges and universities are back opening, you know, in some capacities, you know, depending on where you're geographically located, now he created a whole new industry that he can serve now, right? Like, think of that. but the problem is what can happen is we don't think we need to have problems. Those problems are solutions. If you look at them long enough, but look at them through the positive lens, it's there.
1: No, absolutely. That's a great growth mindset. They, you know, he took advantage of a situation where it wouldn't seem profitable, right? Or it wouldn't seem like it's a, a nice time to advance your business. And he took advantage of that and of course found a niche and he's obviously profiting because of it. Now, Vernon, how can business owners and leaders play bigger? Well, I think
0: on a, on a micro level, working with, look at individuals, I'll address individuals and organizations in that order with individuals. You've got to sit back and schedule time to think. And I tell every business owner this, like you did not get into business because you thought you weren't going to be successful. So that in itself is letting you know how powerful thinking is not worry, not stress, not, uh, not, you know, negatively ruminate, but think, what are you missing? If I was moving slower, what would I see? You know, asking yourself questions like that. And this is something that I do every single week to myself. You start there. The second step is you got to figure out what are you doing for you right now? Oftentimes you're not doing enough things for you. You're not running at full capacity. You know, concentration, focus, awareness, all out of the door, when you don't have energy for yourself, because for me, the way, what you're happy is all about what you're happy. Happiness for me is not the activity, but the benefit of the activity. It's the energy because you get excited when you got a plan, you know, to go to the grocery store every morning or you know something like that. When you're doing, you're happy, and you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself. However you define, it, as long as it's in a positive way, but take care of yourself. And what, can, what you will notice is the solutions come faster. When you're having more fun and fun is one of the first things that goes whenever you know life can, kind of shows up it's the very first thing I walk into an audience two or three thousand you know four thousand people and I ask them to raise their hand about what makes them do they know what makes them happy and, you know about 90% of the room will go up sometimes more sometimes less it's a little different every, depending and then everyone's hands go up and I'll say hey right, we'll check this out and I will say to them okay we need to qualify this only keep your hand up when it applies it can involve buying or spending And you see people's hands start dropping down, right? Because it's like capital, but getting credit card debt is not a good thing. And then I'll say the second qualification, it can't involve food or alcohol. Like the last thing you need to be doing is thinking, you know, Cheetos are going to be helping you out later. in life. they're not, you know, nobody wants to worry about their waistline. And then you start seeing more hands dropping. And I'll say the third and final thing is it only can involve yourself. And then 98% of the room's hand will drop down. And then I might call some people. I'll get them a the mic and I'll say, "What is it?" And they'll say something along the lines, "Oh, I love playing with my kids." I'm like, "It only can involve yourself." And then people put their hands down. And when you're working with, you know, like a big group, and the one group I'm thinking of is this group of CEOs, and they're making all these big decisions, but they're not recharging themselves. You have to stay recharged, even if it's silly. Do it. I have line, It's important. Now, from organizational standpoint, what COVID has done. And the benefit of COVID is it really expedited how we need to stay more connected. And I know people talk about this, you know, to some degree, but we, we need to be having real conversations with our employees. You know, how are you? You know, I'll talk with somebody, I walk in, I'll talk with someone, I'll ask them how are you two or three times and all of a sudden the tears will start pouring because we're all moving so fast. So you got to make sure that you're forming a nice, solid team of people who can look after each other. I'm not saying you need to spend a great amount of time, but stay connected with your people. Um, lean on people a little bit more in your organization. You hired them for that particular reason, whatever that job may be. Reward them. You know, um, when I work with some people in some organizations, they're so. And I'm not. I'm not trying to vilify this. members but I'm just, I want to just point out how I can wear us out neurophysiologically when you go from one success to the next failure it 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 stifles people and let me explain how it shows up you might do well you know up at one quarter um you do well one quarter like great, you did you you did well on a q1 i hope you can do the same thing on the second quarter that's just like kicking someone you know below the belt right there And there's a lot of times where I could see where that benefits people to a degree from an organization, but as an individual, if you want them to succeed, encourage them in a more positive way. I'm not trying to say rah-rah, I don't do that, but I'm just trying to say it in a way that encourages energy so they can want to do better.
1: No, absolutely. It's so insightful. I love that. What do you think is the number one cause of unhappiness for your clients that you've seen, that you've witnessed?
0: Low energy, hands down. Number one thing low energy low energy is the 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 thief of happiness it's the thief of life um and oftentimes we are willfully letting it happen because we're not aware of it and that's what that's what a big part of you know um i'm gonna finish this year out stronger because i'm gonna make sure there's no reason why you there's gonna be no reason why you're not gonna know what to do to make sure you're taking care of yourself so we can combat low energy concentration i've even mentioned this earlier when energy is low, concentration, focus, awareness are gone. It is gone. Don't even try. Um, your chief asset works against you. You know, smart, capable people, what we tend to do is when we are trying to figure out why something that normally takes an hour takes us an hour and a half to two hours, we start doing it harder because we think we can outthink thoughts from a person or execute more when we're already worn out. And then you just start wearing yourself out more. Uh, but our chief asset works against us. We will start to isolate ourselves all of a sudden you know going to um just doing a certain activity sounds like a chore that you love you know for example you can like low energy it's like when you want to go to the gym because i'm a big workout guy i'm big on exercise and it's like you god i'm sure anybody who's worked out or wants to work out knows what i'm talking about here where you're like first i gotta get my keys then i gotta <laughs> put my foot in the shoe and then I got to put the foot in the other shoe. Then I got to walk downstairs and everything seems like it's a chore to you. That's just a sign of like, Hey, my energy's a little low, but um, low energy without a doubt.
1: You know, it's a great analogy to use. I remember years, you know, I would work out like you and you know, I wouldn't take any type of supplements at all, you know? And I remember the first time somebody gave me a pre-workout, it was like, wow, this is unbelievable. And then you start to rely on it. Right. I mean, the first time you take it, you're literally salivating at the chance to go to them. You can't wait to lift. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like the, the, the yeah. coolest thing in the world. And then all of a sudden you become used to it. And when you go off of it, you have no energy at all. It's so interesting. You mentioned that. So it's the manufactured energy versus that real core energy. Now, Vernon, mm-hmm. I know that you, you take potential clients through a strategy session to identify what makes them happy, which is awesome. Are there any potential clients that wouldn't be a good fit for you? Or is everybody welcomed?
0: Well, I think the biggest thing, you know, years ago, I would say, I'm for everybody, I'm for everybody. And, and I think a lot of my principles and the basic tenets that I speak on, I think apply to everybody. But in terms of working with me, because I, I really don't work with too many people one on one anymore, like I've really switched to more of a class format where people can't ask me questions at certain times. But in terms of individuals, it's, you know, I really love working with business owners and entrepreneurs. Do I work with some people? you know, who aren't, yes, but not as much. Um, and that the reason is it's a, it's a it's a different type of thinking to go into business for yourself and to take a risk. And it mm-hmm. tends to, I think I love the impact of seeing, of working with someone and helping them feed their family or helping them, you know, just just surprise themselves. Um, I've only worked with action takers. If you have to sit back and think about it and him and ha, like, I'm not the guy for you. I'm not, like, I'm happy to be creative on some different, you know, maybe you might say you're too busy and like which just drives me nuts you're never too busy we have a lot going on but we're never too busy right but i i think it's um if you're scared and i do have some people who where they will come on and call brian is shaken and if you're scared do it scared but i think it's important that um it's for people who honestly are just ready to get to the next level and I'm not this rah-rah, you can do it all, and you're important. I'm like, that's not my style. I'm going to let you know how amazing you are, absolutely, when I see those gifts and talents, abilities that you're not acting on. But it, it's it's just people who say enough is enough. Like, I want to get to the next level. I want to focus more on me. I want to focus on I can grow my business and have fun with people. I want to take my relationship to the next level. When you enough is enough, of being complacent, with being having less than... I did it for 20 years and I accepted something I could have changed. And, you know, no, I couldn't have changed how my mom's boyfriends hit me, but I definitely could, when I got old enough, moved on and just changed the way I approach things. But when people are ready to, the people who are just ready, and they just need, um, I don't know, a coach.
1: I hear you, man. Don't don't put your toe in the water. Go all in, right? Yes. <laughs> no, I love that. Now, Vernon, before we wrap up, I know you've been in business for six years. It's been an amazing journey for you. What do you think is the greatest learning that you've experienced thus far? And if you could go back in time and give advice to yourself six years ago, what would that be?
0: If there's anything that I wish I could, if I could go back, man, this is a great question. It would be you need to believe in yourself. Um, I didn't believe in myself. When I say believe, um, I would see things. And because I knew it would go against the status quo, I wouldn't act on it or think about it. I wouldn't act on it or do anything. I just wouldn't do anything, and I wish I believed more in myself. But I'm happy to where I'm got, where I got now. And um, gosh, I feel like there's a better one, a better believe in myself, and don't try to fit in. Don't fit in. You're not supposed to. I was not supposed to fit in. I was not, and I wanted to fit in, but I didn't need to fit in. I, um, yeah, so that was a tough lesson. And I'm not—I'm not one of those people. Believe the world to success is a lonely one. You just don't have as many. You got to make sure you're surrounding yourself with good people, and they will come to you, or you got to come to them to some degree too. But you don't need to fit in. You don't.
1: I love it. Have the college mentality, the high school mentality, right? (laughs) When you get to college, you don't care, man. Everybody's an individual, and everybody's accepting of one another. In high school, everybody judges one another. I used to tell a joke. I said, "Man, when you're in high school and you like a girl or you like a guy." Uh, The first thing that comes to your mind is, man, what will my friends think about this? Or What would everybody think about me dating this person? It's not a genuine thing, right? It's so ridiculous. Now, Vernon, in wrapping up, what do you think is the first step that somebody can take to find their happiness or increase their happiness? What's a good precursor to utilizing your services? I think one of the first things is get curious,
0: we forget, and I'll tell you, you know, I'm always teaching and talking about this. Everything you needed when you were, that you were taught when you were a kid, when you were three years old, when you were two or three years old. Um, I got a five-year-old now, and so I always get reminded of this every day. You might actually hear him screaming in the background. He's okay. But um, it's, it's curiosity, and we forget the power of being curious. Get curious about what life would be like if you had more energy. Get curious about what made you happy. If you haven't figured out what makes you happy, get curious about what did make you happy. And if that doesn't work for you, start looking and seeing what other people are doing for happiness, as long as it's safe and healthy. Um, PG-13. Um, but get curious. I think that's the first step. Get curious. You know, get curious and get on a discovery call to figure out some things. Get curious about listening to um, your podcast. Know that there's another other way out there, but you got to get curious. That's the first step is curiosity.
1: Awesome, Vernon. It's been fantastic. Last question. It's just a personal question just to get to know you a little bit better. You're going to be retired on an island for the rest of your life. You can only bring one book, one movie, and one album. What would they be?
0: Oh, this is easy. One book, The Alchemist. Uh, Paolo, Co- pa- pa- Paolo Coela. Excuse me. Give me mean, a butcher of that. Um, one movie, it's going to be Moana. And one album, it is going to be is the best Disney movie ever. I will fight anybody if they don't agree.
1: Awesome.
0: Um, um, one album. I'm going to have to say, I'm a big Phil Collins fan. Nice. So I would rock it out with Genesis. Yeah, I, would, I would rock it out. No, just straight up, give me Phil Collins.
1: Man, easy lover. I love that song with Bailey from Earth, Wind, and Fire. What a great oh, song. Oh, this
0: man gets it.
1: All right, Brian, good people. Man, <laughs> you know, the music that you hated, your parents listening to,
0: is like now the music I love. I'm like, why are you
1: listening to this? I know, I know. My wife is like, "Are you listening to that elevator music again? Like, what are you doing? Right? You've turned into your dad." But yeah, back I tell my kids back then that elevator music was actually cool. So,
0: oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Vernon, it's been awesome. How do people get in touch with you? Connect with you? Utilize your services? Learn more about what you're happy?
0: All right, well, the, fastest, the first way is whatyou'rehappy.com, and it's careful because it's happy with an I, H A P P I. And if you want to know why an I, because you matter but um what you you can also send me an email at vernon at what's your and again it's happy with an i and you know i'm on linkedin and facebook it's going to be facebook.com what you happy and linkedin.com what you're happy those are about the biggest platforms that are well most active on
1: great vernon it's been fantastic thank been awesome. you so much for joining it's been amazing have a beautiful rest of the day amazing thanksgiving and you know keep up the good work
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, too. I love what you do. Thank you, all the listeners. Everyone have a safe um, and productive holiday.
1: Thank you for spending time with us today. We encourage you to join the many businesses that we have helped to achieve their objectives, align their departments, and increase their revenue. You can start by reaching out to us at results at onebrokencog.com. Together, we will make small adjustments that will lead to major impacts to your business, your culture, and your bottom line.